Let's chat, y'all. We have Carmelita Washington on the line. Got some information we want to give out to you guys. So listen up, share, follow. She has some important information to share with the people. Let's go. Basically, I work with an organization called Parole Illinois. And right now, what we're doing is trying to get parole put back into the Illinois prison system. Yes, you can be paroled from prison, but if you get an extended sentence or a life sentence, then you do not have the option for parole. And what we want to do is implement parole for everyone to get an opportunity to go up against the parole board. Now that doesn't mean that everyone's going to get released. And also it gives people an opportunity to want to rehabilitate themselves going into the system, especially adolescents. I feel like if you commit a crime at 18, you're not gonna be the same person that you are at 40. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, I feel that a lot of our guys in the black community are persecuted and treated unfairly, but they come from a broken system already. You know, they come from what we like to call the hood or the ghetto. And everybody in America watch the news. They know what system these boys come from. They know what lifestyle they live in. They know what pressures they're under and how some of them are being treated in the home. I mean, if you come from a home with a crackhead mama and an absent father and siblings that live in the same life you live in, what else are you gonna be but a criminal? Cause you're not being taught anything. You're not being guided anywhere, you know? And to come from that system to being institutionalized, you're still not being taught anything. If, if, if anything else you're being taught how to be a worse person. Yeah. The prison has never been designed to rehabilitate anyone. And I think that in in the United States, especially Illinois, I think that we need to implement more programs like, well, Common, shout out to Common. Yeah, I love shout you. Out just, shout out to Common. What he just did for yeah. Fateville was amazing. The Rebirth the Sound program is a music program that he just implemented in Fateville, but that gives our guys some hope. You know, there are guys, yeah, there are guys in the program like Denny who have life. You know, like my love, Brian, he has life and he's in the program, but these guys have hope to do something different, to get better, to learn something. You know, these are the type of people we're trying to get an opportunity for parole because the parole boards needs to see them. They need to review them again. They've been in here 20 and 25 years. You know, Brian in particular has been, Brian Willis is who he is. He's been in there in particular 25 years. He's not, he was 18 years old. He's 43 now. He is not the same person that he was when he went into the system. Yeah, but that is because of his, I'm sorry. I said people need to look into that. that that's, that's a nice little amount of time to be in there and don't want to get paroled. Exactly. You know, that's a long time. And, and when I think about who he is, like, that's my best friend, that's my homie, that's my my love, my, you know, my hubby, you know, he everything, but on top of that, he's a changed man. He's another person. He's a, he's a motivator, a mentor. This man has master's degrees under his belt. He has certifications in all kinds of different areas in the system, but this was self-motivated. Nobody forced him into it or even offered it to him. He wasn't even offered these things. He went looking for them. 
But how many men go in, or boys, I'm gonna say boys go in, that have to turn into men and don't even know to look for this kind of stuff? Yeah. You know, it's a lot of them that's in the system that's senior citizens. And the point of being in prison is to de-escalate your threat to society. If you're 70 years old, you are probably not a threat to anyone besides yourself because you can't go to the bathroom right? Okay. You know what I'm saying? You basically you need to be in jail no more. Like, you can't do that. But what, what else can you do, man? You can't really use. Ain't nothing else you can do. The you basically over with. The system is messed up. It, it really is. Yeah, and it is. And, and we're, my organization is fighting to add a little hope to the system. Get a little fairness back in the system. And the system is racist because... You know, there's, we, the prison system makes up, I think it's 68% of minorities or brown people. And we are only 13% of the entire population. Right. So that's a very significant number. You know what I mean? That number, it, it alarms me because it tells me that our boys don't even have a chance out here. And then they making money off of them as well. So they yeah, them. and they're, they are using our tax dollars. And that's a problem that I have. That's another problem that I have. And that's what we fighting for with my organization is you would rather keep these people housed in this institution and prison systems and things like that. Well, we're paying for that. We're paying for them to be mistreated. Our tax dollars pay for that. So with that being said, wouldn't you want to use your tax dollars to rehabilitate these people? Wouldn't you want to use your money? If you got to pay for them anyway. Right. If you have to pay for them anyway, wouldn't you want to use that money to get them some help, to get them some therapy, to get them even for people that have committed um, sex crimes or murders or things like that, any crime. You know, wouldn't you want to use your tax dollars to get them rehabilitated and reacclimated to the society so that they can help other people? Yeah. Because the thing is, everything is a, is a domino effect. Everything is a trickling down. So if you help one person and they help one person and they help one person, that's actually six people you say. You see what I'm saying? Like, it, it adds up over time. And what our system, especially our justice system, is not even recognizing is that they are supposed to be re- rehabilitation. Right. And they are not doing that. Yeah, that's... that's, that's so the first that's, part of us... Just, I'm sorry? Just hearing about it said. Yeah. So the first part of us rehabilitating people and helping them is to give them hope. You know, because when you don't have hope and you don't even have foresight or vision of anything getting better, you are already defeated. You are already defeated before the fight began. You know, before the fight even started, you feel like you lost. So if we give them some solid ground to stand on, maybe we will have a higher rate of rehabilitation. Maybe we will have a higher rate of, I'm sorry, a lower rate of recidivism, which is them coming back to the system. Yeah. You know, we might have a lower rate of that because I look at it like the same as animals. If you have a dog captive for a very long time, 
he becomes a pet, right? Because everybody got a puppy. Yeah, but when you let him run wild, when you let him run wild, he a wild dog. <laughs> but I'm gonna say this though, he he becomes a wild dog when you let him run wild. Mm-hmm. But because he's been in captivity so long, he's just having um, a run of it. He's just running wild because he out. But the minute he realizes that I need food, I need shelter, I need, you know, the minute that that dog realizes that he needs, he needs stability, he's going to go back to the place where he began, which was captivity. Right. Because I ate there. Because I slept well, I was warm, and, and, and I was safe, you know. So he's going to go back. So when you take a person who is 17, 18 years old and slap them in a prison system and then keep them for an extended amount of time without any kind of reconditioning of the mind and, and let them out in the streets, what you think they're going to do? They're they going to go back home. Yeah. They're going to go back to what they were used to or try to go back to something that can get them on their feet or something. you giving them... You're not helping them. You're putting them right at back all. where they where they started from because they're trying to get they trying to get out of get better. But you're not offering them jobs. You're not trying to help them do anything with themselves. You telling the people no to, to you know what I'm saying when they have to sign paperwork when they trying to get the job or trying to get their life together. You you know some people ain't giving them the opportunity or giving them the time of the day. They shutting the door and then now it's like I don't have nowhere to stay. I don't have no food. I, I mean you have created me as like I'm a criminal and not even letting me get back on my feet or even trying. And see, and, and, and you're absolutely right because another thing with our um, system right now, and this is why we're trying to get our bill passed, another thing with our system right now is because even when guys are paroled or women, you know, because they're women prisoners, yes. even when people are paroled, um, the problem is now, that, like you said, they're criminalized. They are, um, they're, they're profiled for one. Because it's a whole profile about them. You know, they're categorized in a certain area. But not only that, they're restricted. So I'm not saying there shouldn't be some kind of um, control when they come in back into society. But what I'm saying is you have a control that's inhumane. You know, it's a threatening thing. You're not even giving them an opportunity to show you that I'm a whole nother person. So our bill carries a lot of weight behind... Um, humanizing people that we've criminalized already and my and, and another thing is if i went to prison and i've been there 20 25 30 years you know i served my time i don't have to serve my time no more i i i i, I indebted myself to society i served my time my debt is over let me go home in peace mm-hmm. or let me go home at all yeah. because a lot of these people are not even getting an opportunity to go before the um, parole board and be reviewed and I feel like, you know, when you look at people like one of our guys, Raphael, he's out here fighting with us right now. And you all will get to meet him when I do the press conference with Common. Um, Raphael was in 25 years or I think 28 years. I can't remember which one. It was a long time, though. You know what I'm saying? Raphael, not only is he out here fighting with us, he's only been out a year and a half. He has his own business. He's taking care of his family. He's taking care of his wife. He's doing the things a man should do, you know. And people like that need to be seen. Mm-hmm. When he went in, he was a whole nother man from what hey, he is now. He changed his life around. They need a, they he need changed his whole life. Even, I'm telling you, even having a conversation with Raphael, you would never know that 
you wouldn't even know who he was if you knew him back in the day. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole nother person. As a matter of fact, Raphael is FBG um, Duck's dad. That's his father. Okay. So that's one of my good friends. But just to say, you wouldn't know who he was right now today. So when is his when when is your um your conference? Tell people like what what who to follow. Oh, my, give them the information. So. We are having a press uh, release with Common and um, Chance the Rapper on October the 20th at 7 a.m. on 2700 South California. Common and Chance are in support of our bill. I think Chance may be going to Springfield with us, but Common, he's um, doing our press release with us and he's going to be interviewing me so please tune in it's at 7 a.m i know that's early well, people now, be, but... if it's on the 20th if it's a weekday they should be watching they should be watching it's gonna be live they probably gonna have it on all yeah. everywhere because that's like you know what i'm saying when they have something to do with celebrities as well and something that has yeah. to do with like you know some series everybody should yeah. be able to watch it. if you're not gonna be up be up there then be up on october right be up that day get up on the 20th that's wednesday you know we um we're I, we're gonna talk about the bill we're gonna talk about how it affects families we're gonna talk about how it affects the prisons we're gonna talk about mental health how important mental health is you know we don't have anything we can't think straight so we're gonna talk about all those things um yeah they're gonna be out there they're gonna come to support us and common like i said earlier common just implemented rebirth the sound so if you all have an opportunity to go on um thetribe.com you'll see comments article and you can keep up with some of the stuff that he's doing with rebirth the sound it's called thetribe.com t-h-e-t-r-i-i-b-e i'm sorry dot com there you go so you know the tribe they're in support of black people getting better That's i'm gonna say that yeah black people getting better and so I feel like, you know, we, we spend a lot of time as a community um, complaining about who's done what to us. We complain about who's um, wronged us, who's suppressed us, who's depressed us, who's held us down. But we never, um, we never hit on the fact that we are still holding us down. We are still oppressing us. And with these organizations, we have an opportunity to bring our communities back to full, to full power. You know, a lot of people like to say, where's Black Wall Street? Well, Black Wall Street is right here where we stand. It's right here within us. So if we come together as a people and start doing these things that are gonna help us get better mentally as a society and as a community and as a Black people, you know, we can start rebuilding our strength in numbers, in finances, in health, in the raising of our children. What happened to the village? Mm-hmm. What happened? One thing I can say, and she watching right now, um, Fataya Lee, that's my nieces, or our nieces, them your nieces too, but <laughs> that's our nieces' mom, but we have always been able to be a community when it came yeah. to raising them. Yes. You know, she ain't, she's never told me that I wasn't able to discipline her kids. Now, we done fought about a lot of stuff, but we ain't never fought over them kids. And, and But that's what we but need to how- start bringing back. That's how we grew up as well. The neighborhood, even though it wasn't like the best area, but people that like, it, like when we grew up on Cottage Grove and Drexel and stuff, you had people next door, you, that person knew your mama or this person, even the school wise, even some of the, you know what I'm saying, they said something. 
I know your mama, or you better, than, you know what I'm saying? They was all, somebody was always looking or saying something. Now it's so, it's so bad out here right now where people trying to kill somebody just for saying something or somebody's scared for different things and it's like, speak up. Right, exactly. It's time for us to just get back to community, get back to, you know, neighboring, get back to loving on each other, get back to uplifting, you know, because everybody want to spend time talking about somebody who ain't doing something or talking about somebody who's lacking or who down or who this and who that. But my question is, when are you going to get up and do something about Come on now. You want to talk about them, but are you helping? Are you advising? Are you giving up resources? Are you telling these people where to go to get the help? You see little JoJo down the street, they got a mental problem. Have you it suggested his family take him to a facility or a psychiatrist or a therapist? Have you made any suggestions that are gonna turn this around? Okay. Instead of, Have you instead made of any just talking about him or walking away or saying something bad or not saying something at all or even saying something to the parent or trying to assist somewhere or saying something to the school because sometimes school you know what i'm saying there's different things if you say something to somebody or say something about the situation instead of just looking like oh okay whatever he, he'll be all right or he he just did that you know, or just walking away walking and not saying anything when you know the parent or you know that person or you ain't even thinking about that ain't my child say something right right and and see and that's the only thing that i i'm what i'm getting at is we are not pulling together as a brown people to even bring our stuff up out the dirt you know we're gonna always be down in the mud if we can't come together that's true. you know and, and that's part of the reason why this bill is important to me i mean because it's bringing families back together yeah. you know you don't know how hard it is for a child to not have their parent and i'm not talking about just their father i know some women that's locked up and them babies are sick sad depressed and out here doing anything because they mother gone you know and i'm not saying if you commit a crime that you shouldn't be punished for your crime you definitely should but what i'm saying is inhumane sentences is not okay inhumane sentences is not okay and everybody doesn't deserve a second chance everybody don't Everybody don't, well, I'm not gonna say it like that. I'll say some people have committed heinous crimes that they need to get real help for. Yeah. I don't think that serial killers are able to be rehabilitated according to scientific study. You know, so that's the area that I feel that our bill will attack and cut. And, you know, we're gonna make some changes, but. I do believe everybody deserves a second chance as far as giving them the opportunity to change. Yeah. But we're not even giving them the opportunity. Yeah, because sometimes, what is that? It was a, it was something I saying like to some people that, some of these moms that's been leaving their babies in the car, forgetting about their babies. Majority of the time, something up here. Something's going yeah, on. Right. You know, they just not maliciously, I'm not, all of them are not just maliciously leaving the baby in the car. They got so much going. And as a matter of fact, I ain't even gonna say something going on. Let me tell you what I did to your nephew one time. When Raekwon was about four months or three months, you remember how he was. He was very quiet when he was that little. He didn't cry. He slept all the time and he was very, a good baby. And I was, I was rushing around trying to get myself together. But anyways, I had put him in his car seat and I put the car seat on top of my car. Girl, in the midst of me doing all this stuff, you know, because I ain't have no help, 
you know, and I'm, I'm mentioning these things to let you know, this is how this psychological pretense go. I have no help. I'm trying to go to school. I'm trying to work. I'm thinking you a little kid still. So, you know, you have high school stuff going on and you asking me if I can help you with this or whatever the case, you know, mama calling me, angel calling me, it's so many things, grandma, everybody in my ear. And I got this newborn baby in this car seat on top of my car. And guess what I did? I got in my car, I started my car up, I didn't put my seatbelt on, and thank God it was somebody behind me that the lady jumped out of her car and ran to beating on my window. And I'm, what's going on? I done left my baby on top of the car. Well, I'm glad that was God right there, baby. And that's what I mean about us being a community. You got a single mother out here that's doing so many things on her own, so many different turns and twists and all this stuff, and nobody's reaching their hand out, and she done forgot the baby was even in the car. Yeah, so I'm saying, I mean, like I said, I mean, that makes sense, you know what I'm saying? And then if you don't hear the whole point, but I'm just saying, you have some that don't like that thing, you have some, you know what I'm saying? That are criminals, yeah. that I don't that, care, you know, you know I get it. I, but like, even the criminals, my thing is with the prison system is rehabilitate people, give them an opportunity to be something different because even I, I just did a um, panel with some ladies on um sexual abuse and how it affects you later on in life and you you grew up in the house with me so you know that i suffered from a little bit of trauma from that and everything and during the panel they asked me if given the opportunity um for rehabilitation would i forgive my um predator and i said i forgive my predator because i believe that they were a victim of sexual assault themselves but because they've never been a rehabilitator, I would never trust them again. I would never, you know what I'm saying? I never, you know me and you had a whole fight about the kids. I never trust them around none of my kids. Your kids are my kids, you know what I'm saying? But just to say, I don't believe even that person needs to be locked away for the rest of their life with no rehabilitation. Right. I feel like there should be some kind of implement of helping recreate the mind. Yeah. And everybody, I mean, everybody no, on the I, earth can I also feel like, help. like even though they lost up, when they get like at least give them a place. Like we we give them money. Give them like have some like better a better facility, better food, better thing. You know what I'm saying? And not saying that, that just because they did something wrong that they should not be able to eat right or have certain things. And the same thing when they get ready to get out get out have an area a place where they can go like almost like similar to like when they have these um shelters i'm not saying this this should be the shelter that they their place that they should go to like that one there should be a place where they go where you know they getting their stuff together and they also have the opportunity to fill out these paperwork go to class do different things to get them back on track to a uh, reality because some people have been in there so long it's like this is all i know i need i need exactly you know what I'm saying? yeah some places and it depends on what city and state you in that offer different programs and offer different things for you to get your life back together whereas some don't and you're just there exactly and that's that's part of our bill like we're we're pushing for people to actually be helped like if you're gonna stick them in this system what is the point of you putting them in this system what is your point and we want to understand your point and since you don't want us to understand your point we're going to give you ours right 
You know, and that's why I'm trying to ask people, come fill up my bus. Yes. Come get on my bus. Come out. Come help us make these people listen to us. And the thing is, they sit up on Capitol Hill. They sit up in Springfield. They sit up in these higher places, these politicians. They don't know our story. They don't know our struggle. And they don't really care. What they care about is how, you know, how their laws are going to affect them, basically. But... They always want us to run for them. They always want us to vote this, you know, campaign this, do this. When are they going to start working for us? That's true. And that is what we're doing, trying to make them work for us. Start stepping on their necks and make them do something for us. You want us to always put it out there. You want us to pay taxes. You want us to vote. You want us to do all these things. Get you an office. Get you this. Get you that. Get... When you going to get me some? Okay. Because my situation hasn't changed. Okay. The tribe.com, y'all. Miss Kamalita Washington talking about her bill, talking at <laughs> seven in the morning, y'all. Like, go follow, go share, inbox her, message her. Go get on the bus. Black people getting better. Please do. Let's go. Like, like, listen to that. That rings a bell. Like, we need to stick together. No matter who you are, like the people, period. No matter. Come out, join. Look at Hello, black, white, Mexican, yes. everybody. Everybody locked up. <laughs> yes. Go follow. Go, you know what I'm saying? Go look into it. Go, you know what I'm saying? Like, at least give it the chance and the opportunity to go look into the information. Go look it up. The tribe.com. You know, all of that. Go no, the tribe is just to see um comments article. My organization is paroleillinois.org. Okay, go check out paroleillinois.org, you guys. That is yeah. where, that is where you need to be. Go check it out. Go, you know, look into it. Go represent Carmelita and Common and um, more people out there. Chance the rapper gonna be out there. Um, just represent the people, period, because they need you. You know what I'm saying? And we, you know, we need to stand up and fight for something and, and get out there and like stand strong together because people need and to stand I'm, I tell people all the time, you know, as I'm promoting this, you don't even have to get on my bus, but come to that press conference and let them see that we mean this. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can't get on there, but I understand people got jobs and, you know, they got stuff going on. I didn't, girl, I didn't took off work just so I can go. You know what I mean? Because I got to go to work the next day <laughs> at okay. six in the morning. And if you can do so, it, they can do it too. Yeah, you know, and I know everybody can't just take off because you didn't use your last sick day and all that. I get it. I get it. But I'm asking people, come out and, and support the move, you know, because this might not be important to everybody else. It might not be. But for the ones that is important to, for the ones that have people in that have wrongful conviction and you can't do nothing and you can't afford no lawyer and, you know, you, you all have fought as hard as you can fight and you just set your wits in come out and support us because we are fighting for people like that that don't have a voice yes we are fighting for people who spent 20 and 25 years because the bill affects those who have 20 years or more inside you know we fighting for them to at least get a chance to be heard mm -hmm. let them tell their own story let them uh, you at, know, least be a a people, at least to be able to a lot of these people a lot of these people didn't get therapy and everything and they understand why they committed the crimes they committed and they're not afraid to admit to what they've done or speak their truth you know but they don't who they talking to who they speaking to 
They don't even have an opportunity to, to be human, to be human, to be realized as a human being. And everybody you know? should have that opportunity, no matter what. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, everybody should have everybody should have a second chance, even if they mess up the second chance. If you mess it up, that's on you. Yeah. But at least you know, to get that opportunity. That to have that opportunity. Exactly. To have it there. Sometimes it's okay to get a third chance as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, you never know what the situation is because I always learn this as well because of the job. Like, working with kids that have behavior problems and stuff. Oh, did it just cut us off? Like I said, working with kids that have behavior problems. And hold on, let me try to get her back. I don't know what I did. It's okay. It's okay. But look, but like I like I was saying, we gonna jump right back into it. Like it didn't happen. Um, I work with kids that some like have behavior problems, and we had to learn how at times where their behavior was coming from. It was their environment. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes, depending on that person's environment or what you done stuck them back in is making them do the things or putting them back in that same situation. Once you change that person or take that person out of their environment, put them in a different segment, give them more and a chance, then things change for them. They definitely do. You know? They definitely do. And I mean, like I told you, I have a few people that are still in and I have a few people that have just gotten out and they are proof. They are living proof for me. They are my inspiration and my motivation because they are changed people. Yes. We need, one we lady, need people like y'all to represent for me. One that lady that I know, she was in for 17 years. Oh, wow. And now she she runs one of the organizations. Look and well, she helps run one of the organizations. And when I tell you she's a beautiful soul, She's a beautiful soul, and she's out here helping people. She's out here pushing people. She's helping them get um, jobs and funding for housing and, you know, all kind of stuff. She helped one guy start his own business. These are the people that we need out here in society now. Yes. They've had to pay a debt to society that is unmet because you cannot get your time back. No, you, you can, can never get your time back. That is one thing that is irreplaceable. I don't care what you do, you can never get your time back. And so that, so now that they've given all of this time to us to say that I'm sorry for the crime that I've committed, or not even if I'm sorry, I'm paying for the crime that I committed, give them an opportunity to be seen again. Okay. Give them an opportunity to speak, to have a voice. They are not just a number. These are human beings. And I said this at my last, um, my last event, I had to speak at my last event. I've seen dogs treated better than humans. I have too, even even the commercials. They, they show them commercials, and I mean, them commercials be so bad. You don't see that with the kids. Now, it ain't funny. But you don't see that with the kids' commercials or the people commercials and stuff like that, like how it is. And you're right, because if you leave a dog in a car, somebody calls the police on you. Or even they are. the window is halfway down, or whatever you're going, somebody's telling on you. Exactly. And the thing is, you all, and when I say you all, I mean society, the lawmakers and everything, they have harsher punishments and harsher treatments for people that's treating a dog bad than they do for the prison system that's treating all these humans bad. Mm -hmm. 
I talked to one lady who's going to get on the bus with me today. Her son has been in there 19 years and they just transfer him. And I'm not going to mention the prison because we don't want to um, publicize those kind of things. We don't want to make that a focal point. Yeah. Right. But he got transferred to a prison and they gave them grown grown me and I don't want to cuss but it almost made me mad six nuggets and 12 french fries for lunch hmm. that that bothered me my grandson is seven years old every day after school he want a 10 piece nugget meal with a large milkshake okay. and he's seven and I know mine's, mine's 16 I know he probably wants about 20 nuggets and so you that and so that's what you feed a grown man. Yeah, <laughs> he pity me. That's what I'm saying. Like you I got- feel like that's inhumane treatment. And then when we give donations to the prisons or whatever, we've been, we're being told by some of the inmates that they're not even receiving the donation. So we got work to do. This is just one bill that we're getting passed through. We have work to do. You know, we we doing a lot of stuff. And I want to um, give a shout out to um, Slim. He can't come with me on my bus, but he working with ceasefire. So if Slim, if you out there and you can hear me, I'm I'm, I'm behind you, bro. 100%. Right. Get these guns. If you're not gonna get the guns off the street, make them quit shooting our kids. Yes, we need you know? that. That's something that that's a big deal. With, so like all this shooting is just it's just it's it's crazy. You know it's ridiculous. It's, you know so. I'm not just fighting. I'm I'm just fighting right now for this bill. This is a focal point right now because we got something going on with the Senate. But after this, you guys are gonna see a lot more of me because we got a whole bunch of things to change. And I know that I can't save the world. I probably will never save number one person, but I'm okay with that one person. Okay, you change. I'm, I'm good. Like that's 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 something. One. That my, I feel like mission complete. Yes. You get what you you, you know. got something you want somebody up because I seen the movie I forgot the name of the movie with uh Tyja Pierce and it was about the black and, it was black and white um and they had uh, uh like they had two sides they had to have like a judge jury thing situation thing and his side and he was a KKK mm. his side oh I know what movie you're talking about he ended up fighting with her and yes. and believing in her and that's what I mean about us becoming a community again. You know, everybody want to holler racism. And don't get me wrong, I know it's out here because I have been a victim of it myself. You know what I'm saying? But as a community, I'm talking about us, Black folks. What we need to do is start focusing on the important stuff and getting all this, these things back in order. Mental health, getting those health, period. We are an unhealthy society, you know? But our community is even worse because we feel like, oh, it costs too much to be healthy. Things like that. We need to start getting back to us because in the, in the end, we all need to be fighting together to, to accomplish the goal. And having our own stuff. Having our own places yeah. in our own yeah. getting better with not only just talking down on somebody, but just, you know what I'm saying, instead of getting mad at each other about how somebody is not doing something the correct way, come back and be like, look, I came back because of this, but I need you to do me a favor as well. Not going to say I'm not going to yeah. give you my money no more. I'm saying that can you be more respectful to me so I can spend my money more in here with you? Because we are but in thing, this together. We are Black people. But the thing people. is, the first thing we need to do when it comes to finance is we need to stop shopping with everybody else and start shopping with us. That's true. That it's time true. for us to start shopping with us. You know, we want wealth 
Everybody want wealth, but we don't bring that wealth to our communities. How many grocery stores do black people own in the community? That's that you cannot. <laughs> Everybody want to get drunk as a skunk, you know, lit. Y'all want to get lit. How many liquor stores we own? And personally, I don't even agree with liquor stores because you know I don't drink, so I don't care if we have but a liquor store. But, but still, if that's what but if we don't have, them, yeah, if that's what how many do we own? Yeah. It's it's all these franchises because Wendy's is a franchise, McDonald's is a franchise, Burger King is a franchise, hell, White Castles is a franchise. How many of them in our community do we own? There are so many beauty supplies. Yeah, we I do know one black beauty supply, Auntie Tina. Hey, hey Tina! Hey. <laughs> but I'm just saying, that's one. I shot that 80. Whatever beauty supply I see, you know what I'm saying? How many of them in our community are owned by other races besides ourselves? It's a lot. It's a lot. You got not only that, not to be trying to go back and forth with different races and stuff like that, because you have a you have the Mexican area where they have everything also done with they with their stores and their people. You know, say we need to do the same thing. That is true. Like you have a, and the same thing with the uh, Ch with Chinatown. I was just about to say, go on Chinatown. <laughs> Girl, take a look, take a step in. First of all, I, I can't talk. I'm not the I'm the pot calling the kettle black because I shop in Chinatown all the time. Why? It is their community. It's not just a shopping stop. They have everything inside of that little bitty space that can sustain them for life. They do. And they have they have it all sold up because when I went there for they uh when they had Chinese with the Chinese New Year and they had a parade and different things down there like and when it's all it is nice like. They have a hospital. They have doctors. They have their own financial institutions. They have their own housing. They have their own. All of those businesses are owned by Asians. There is no other race invading their space. Nobody getting in there. Why don't we have that in our community? We need it. We do. They, you know they got mental health programs inside of um, some of the daycares in Chinatown. So you got a daycare and you got a place where mama can go get her hair right. That right there says a lot to me. And, and we need to get back to that as a people ourselves. Yes. You know, we need to get back to having something that belongs to us. That's and that's why our kids are all misguided and all upside down. And I ain't going to say all of them because there's a lot of them out here doing good. And, you know, I look at my nieces all the time like they come from a screwy environment. I mean, they community, they neighborhood. And they are nothing like what their neighborhood says they should be. I get it. Yep. I get it. But that's not everybody because yeah, everybody don't have, have because some people don't have that. You're right. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I look at those kids who mamas, you know, it's kids out here. One child in particular, I can't stand the little heifer, but gee, her mama, my mama let me do what I want to do. You know, no, that's because your mother is not equipped to parent you. Well, you ain't got nobody that's telling you to do what you need to do. Instead, you exactly. Because your mother is stressed out and she work a lot. But guess what? If we had community and and, and no, we like I, I I go back to that 
saying when somebody knew my mama, I'd be like, I, 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 like, I was telling some of these kids that now these days that be cussing around adults. When I seen adults, I was young and I, my mouth was closed. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then when we was around the kids, we did whatever. You know what I'm saying? You, it was a different. It's a different than now. You know, and you yeah. got people. You got little kids stealing cars, shooting up people, killing people, and it's ridiculous. When you have so much more in life, instead, you know what I'm saying? And that's another thing. Like when we jumped into about the Dave Chappelle situation earlier today, he was talking about how the how you know what I'm saying the, the crack was messing up his neighborhood, and it still is right now today. You know what I'm saying? Drugs and it guns and, and, and gangs and different things like that. And he was talking about the difference of opioids. You know what I'm saying? When they want to show more support about that now because that's there, but you wasn't showing a whole lot about the, you know what I'm saying? The crowd keep going on in my neighborhood. And he was talking about different things, you know, and it's just like, we need to do better with each other. Like clean up our areas, pick up some trash. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's always something to do. You know? It is. You know, and the thing is, we need to come together and, and start pushing each other to do that, you know? And and we also need to stop. That's why I said it needs to start with mental health, you know, because I just had a little situation. Well, I ain't gonna say no situation, but I'm telling people about what I'm doing and trying to get people to support or whatever, because I want bodies on my bus. And then, I mean, I'm doing a press conference. I don't need to be out there by myself. Right. I need people out there like, ah, I'm with her. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to get people to come out to my press conference and I'm going to be talking to Common and all this and this and that. So I'm telling a young lady about it. And she, the first thing she said to me was, um, you know, you always on that dirty stuff. You know what she said. She ain't say stuff, but I ain't going to cuss on your podcast. But, you know, okay. you always on that. Huh? It's okay. Oh, we can be real on here? Yes. Girl. <laughs> but no, no, but she said, you know, you always talking that nerdy stuff. You always talking that nerdy hey. stuff. Hey, my brother, I love you. But, you know, I, w- I was saying to her, I said, let me tell you something, sweetheart. It's not about being nerdy or cool or whatever the case is. You know what I'm saying? The, the thing that we need to understand is when we feel incompetent in, our, in ourselves, that doesn't mean we need to bring other people down. And that happens a lot in our community. So that's why the smart kids in school don't excel in life. They don't excel in life because people bringing them down. And that's another thing about the bullying. The bullying. Oh, yeah. That brings me back to Dave Chappelle's situation with the LGBTQ. And we we was talking about different things about be proud of yourself well and enjoy who you are as well you know what I'm saying so because you're going to have people saying a lot of things but at the same time instead of saying something bad uplift the next person because you never know what that person is going through what that person got going on because this is a, another problem with kids in school now some kids don't want to go to school because somebody is bullying them or calling them a nerd or they don't want to wear the glasses or they don't want to wear the clothes or they don't want to study but they learn that from home yes <laughs> A lot of, and I'm going to say this, people people will say, I didn't teach my kids that. Yes, you did. Because you come with these negative enforcements. You don't come with positive reinforcement. You know, you'll say stuff like, oh, that look a mess. Or, you know, you make everything about materialistic things. Or, you know, you don't say, you think it's funny when your kid's talking about people. When you know, it's not. When we need, when we need the, uh, you got your camera towards another one. I know, girl. I'm doing all kind of stuff. Exactly. I ain't got no business when we, going with this one. When we need, <laughs> when we need to do better, instead, like they always say, and I, and I have a lady, um, 
and she was talking about that as well when she deals with kids and she talks to the females and I think boys as well and she's uplifting and she has um I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a, t- I'm a t- I share that with her because her whole family is in church her dad is a pastor I think her, and her mom and them and stuff like that and they sing I did a, something with her with my podcast as well and she talks to people as well and uplift them and it's and it was another thing about that too like because that's I remember growing up when I was on the news we was younger we had them self-esteem programs bring that back we had these and we do but you know what we need to stop asking other people to bring it back and we need to bring it ourselves and that's why i'm becoming uh, more active in god dog it girl i'm steady (laughs) but that's why i'm becoming more active in my programs i am going to be working with ceasefire still soon so i will let you all know um, what's going on with them when we have rallies, when we have um, community um, come together, when we have drives, you know, all that kind of stuff. Because we do need to make a movement on our youth. Yes. You know, they are hopeless and they miss them. You are right. It, it do. Yes. It does. It does. It starts off with them. And I feel like if we learn to reshape and rechange their minds, because I, my generation especially, my generation especially, we have lost touch with reaching out to these youngsters. We've lost touch with guiding them and trying to teach them. And I know it's a scary situation because these kids ain't kids no more. I know. And okay. not only that, they got, some they, of them got guns and they ain't can and they yeah. worried about you or, or, or even can about disrespecting you. And they start young because I just seen a, a boy that was about five or six years old cussing. And I'm like, and they didn't even care. Right. But, but I'm going to tell you this. they Not only are they doing what they see, but also... Well, what we as adults need to realize is we have to respect kids too. Yeah. We have to give them the same respect that they're expect that you're expecting from them. We're we're not respecting them, so why would they respect you? They they doing what they learn. And everybody wanna go back to that old philosophy like, oh, when I was a kid, we we ain't stayed, we we shut out. Now you gotta realize that times are changing. These children are evolving. They, they are becoming something different. And they're giving them they are. They start because in school, they're giving them choices. So we have to also talk to them and give them, like, and it's right because I do this with mine as well. Like, like you know, if I'm wrong, it's how you say I'm wrong, though. But tell me if I was being, if, I was, if, I, if something was wrong with that conversation that we had, let me know if I was being a little bit too mean. But it's how you say it. Because you still exactly. And not just being me. We have to start treating them like they're people. Yes. We have to start treating their ideas like their ideas and their thoughts are valid. Yes. Because that's that's a form of mental abuse. Is when you, I, I hate when I hear parents do this. You tell the child to do something, and they ask you, "Well, why? Why do I need to do this?" And you say, "Cause I said so." Well, that don't mean shit. Explain to them what's going. Like at least let them. So know. now. Yeah. Not only am I misunderstood about what I'm doing, but now when I go out into the world and somebody tell me to do some, excuse my language, fuck boy shit, now I'm just doing it. Somebody and it don't matter why I'm doing it because I never understood why I was doing anything in my life anyway. Yeah. And that, and that comes the point of, like you said, we have to do it differently. We have to change it because that's how some people grew up as well from that parent telling that parent the same thing and then it goes... It goes, it follows on down, on down. And, and, and I'm going to say, for all of our um, 
for all of our Bible pushers and all of our religious folks, because religion and spirituality are two different things, trust and believe me. But for all of our people that want to be so, um, God is holy and all this, you want to be like that. But when you think about your Bible, we don't live the way they live. We're not, we not doing none of the things they did back then. We, we're not even living, uh, if you want to go according to your Bible, we're not living a righteous life. So that, that, that shows you right there, evolution keeps going. Evolution keeps going. So as, as our youth start to evolve, we need to evolve with them. We need to give them new ideas. We need to make, you know, um, I was talking to Bubby one day and we was talking about how we grew up and stuff and how he was an engineer. And nobody even recognized that. But you remember how Eddie used to take apart all everything in the house, that's you know? How, that's how Quali is. He's in there. But you recognize him that Quali yeah. is an engineer. He's, he's so you put program. him in a program that's going to evolve his mind and keep him focused in that area. And he's going to become successful in that area. And that's what I'm saying. We're not even taking the, the talent that we have in our communities and using it for anything. We just saying, all oh, them kids bad. Well, you don't even know if them kids bad. You don't know what's going on in their house. You don't know what's going on when they get to school, what's going on when they're in the neighborhood. If they even eat at home, kids that don't eat at home don't stay in the house. That's true. Not only that, because oh, kids is looking for something else, somebody else to help them instead of that.
just like I'm begging people to come out and support us, I shouldn't even have to beg. Yeah, you should. I shouldn't be able to make two or three phone calls and be like, uh, look, hey, such and such doing this, see Spire doing this over here. We need to get some paper. Or you should have to say something about somebody out there, like this person is out there, or something free, or I'm giving something away just for somebody. Exactly. I shouldn't have to say, oh, it's free. No, just come on out. Just see what we're trying to do for the neighborhood. See what we're trying to do for the community because I know a lot of people feel like they get um, scammed and all this stuff. My organization don't ask for no money. We don't want no quarters or nothing from you. We just we're doing an event. We want you to bring stuff. Bring some water. Bring your body and your ears. That's what we ask. And the knowledge. And the knowledge. Bring your, right. Bring your knowledge. Get on my microphone. Talk to these people. We asking you, bring your vote. When there is something that affects us directly, when there is something that can change for us directly, bring your pen and paper and sign these votes off. Sign these positions to let them know we are serious about what we're saying. Yes. Now, if you guys are listening, come to right the side. Side. Some has some, uh, she has, she has, she's speaking on the 20th, you guys. It's about thetribe.com and parole as well and black people get better and she we now on the um on october 20th we are going to be at 2700 california in front of the cook county court building we are going to do a press conference on the stairs before we leave out it's, the press conference is at 7 a.m our buses leave for springfield at 7:45 a.m we are going to springfield to fight for SB 2333, the Earned Discretionary Reentry Bill. We trying to get people to come with us. You know we powerful in numbers. Please bring your body to the press conference, even if you can't bring your body to Springfield. But when we get to Springfield, we're gonna stand on their necks and we're gonna let them know. Pass the bill to bring parole back to Illinois. Pass the bill to bring humanity back to Illinois. Pass the bill to give people a second chance because 20 years is long enough. Yes. 20 years is long enough. Pass the bill to help us become a better community because a lot of these people, y'all still got locked up in there. A lot of these people that you holding captive for absolutely no reason anymore. They are changed people. They are somebody else. So we asking y'all, come out for us. Get on the bus. I got 49 seats on my bus. And I'm going to tell you this. If 49 people call me and I get overloaded, I'm going to take my car. I'm going to borrow somebody then. We going to get out there. Yes. So we, but I got 49 seats on my bus. So I'm asking people, come out, support us. You know, ride out with us because this ain't the only bill that we trying to get through. This ain't the only thing we fighting for. This is just what I'm fighting for today. Okay. But tomorrow's another story. Okay. And, like, and tomorrow's tell, tell another them, story. Tell them about the uh, website. You have to go follow as well. Oh, um, and if you want to put your name on my position, the position is still open. Please go to paroleillinois.org. I'm sorry, .org. Um, we have a petition for our bill on there. We need um, 15,000 signatures. We are so close. It's ridiculous. That is what's up. That is um, that is that's We are. We are so close. We are over the 12,000 mark. So please go sign our petition. And like I said, it's paroleillinois.org. 
Parole Illinois is my organization and change.org is my organization. I'm also going to start working with um, Ceasefire. One of my boys, Slim, is leading Ceasefire. He's one of the leaders, so I'm going to be working with him. You know, I'm, I'm getting myself out here because I'm tired. You know, I'm tired. I'm tired of complaining about, oh, this in the hood, this in the hood. Oh, I can't stand this in my neighborhood. Well, because I'm tired, I'm going to do something about it. I know that's right. Yes. Yes. I, when you get tired of something, the ground starts shifting up under your feet. And things start moving in a whole nother direction for you. And I am tired. I'm tired of complaining about not having nothing in the neighborhood, but we ain't putting nothing in the neighborhood. I'm tired of driving in other people's communities, you know, going, I, I just went to Steinberg the other day and they parks look like a, a palace. It's a playground. And it looks like a palace. The flowers are beautiful. The, the They have a tennis court, a basketball court, a volleyball court, a pool, and then the playground, you know. And this ain't even a community center place. This is just a regular public park. I'm tired of going to other people communities and that's what I see. And then I come back with my little black babies and, and, and nieces and nephews and, and cousins gotta play. And there's bottles on the ground. And, and I done seen needles and trash and our communities are so just torn well, down. Abandoned buildings. And abandoned buildings everywhere. People, we need to get out here as a community and start buying this empty, run-down, disgusting property and turn it into some. You want to complain about everything. Oh, I can't stand this. Oh, Ray Ray down the street doing this. Oh, this, oh, that. Well, when are you going to get up and do something about it? All right. When you going to move your feet? You talk a lot, walk a lot and make that happen. So I can't make everybody do what I do because that's what I love to do. You feel me? But what I am going to say is, I'm fighting. If you want to fight with me, my email address is carmelitajones80 at gmail.com. I ain't going to make my phone number public because um, that's ghetto. But, <laughs> but you can inbox her. You can message her. But you can inbox me. My sister, Nicole is my sister, by the way, for whoever don't know. I think everybody that's watching know. Eh. But... I'm her friend on her page. She my friend. So if you need to look me up, you can go on her page and find me. Yeah. Um, actually, I I love talking to you people, but um, I got to go to work. Because oh, well, <laughs> I'm, and I'm late. But, and don't forget, my organization is Parole Illinois. Yes. And I'm going to tell you one last thing, Nick. I appreciate you. I appreciate Thank you, you Thank sir. You. No problem. Thank you for putting me out here. And if nobody don't support me, I'm going to tell y'all one thing. Everybody that's watching, my siblings got my back. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for being the change that I need. You know? Thank y'all for being my inspiration, my push, my drive, and my reason. Because y'all got kids, so that's my reason. Yes. You know? Y'all, I helped. I had a hand in raising all y'all kids. I never, ever shied away from what you need me what bring my baby to me that's my kid okay you know what i'm saying but that's my inspiration that's my push that's my drive and i want to say i appreciate you because you all gave me the umph to get out here and do my thing my brother counsels me you know eddie counsels me every time we talk he counsels me and i appreciate that that male um influence that i never had as a young 
you know i appreciate just us being a black people that can really come together on different stuff and i'm trying to reach out to more people you know reach out to more people to help us come together and become a better community yes because i do believe that we can change some things we might might not be able to change the world but we can make it happen yep all we gotta do is just get out there and do what we need to do fight for the change yeah so i want to say i love y'all that's watching because everybody that i've seen on the list are people that i love people that i admire people that i came up in my life with thank y'all for even listening to me Sis, thank you. No problem. And like I said before, who better than my brother? Nobody. Okay. So <laughs> thank you, Bubby, for being live on here with us. Um, I do want to reiterate, October the 20th, we are loading our buses, my bus rather, from 2700 um, California. But we have buses in other locations. I'm going to give Nicole the um, flyers. And I also have the flyers posted on my page. I'm going to repost yeah. them. I'm going to be having a press conference. Come and want to hey. interview me. What? I'm oh my. Yeah. I ain't going to lie to y'all. I'm a little, uh, <laughs> you got to, you always, but, look, you always been, you always been up there. Go ahead, do your thing. Y'all so right. Baby. She a good writer. So, man. um, Chance so the Rapper is also going to be there. Chance going to be there. So, you know, I'm just asking y'all come out and support. Even if you can't support, go on ParoleIllinois.org. Sign my petition. Yes. You know, and you might not need it today. You might not have nobody that's in our system or whatever today. But you never know when you're going to need it. And then you're going to be ready to fight. So fight while we got an open door. All right. Because we got an open door right now. We hitting the Senate on top of their head with hammers right now. So, you know, fight with us while we got this open door, open opportunity. Well, it's almost 5 o'clock. I'm so sorry, y'all, but okay. I got to go inside. You know, I'll be back. I'm going to do some more talking behind you as well because I got some stuff I got to talk about before I get off as well. Thank you again. This is Love Queen. Let's chat. If anybody missed it, you go back and replay. Go back and check her out. October the 20th, 7 a.m. in the morning. She will be talking. Her bus will be ready for some bodies as well. ParoleIllinois.org thetribe.com black people getting better you guys go check and out. make sure you tell them the tribe is t-h-e-t-r-i-i-b yes dot com <laughs> okay go go, All go, right, go, so go to work go to work i know i'm about to take me i don't even know how to get off of here hi girl i'm working before work and after work yes. I'm trying to send you my flyers. I don't know how to do it, so I'm about just, to get off. Just send a picture, and then I'm going to post it and send me some other information as well. That way I can put it in there, and I can share it also, okay? All right, got you. All right, bad girl. I love right. you. Love you, too. Peace out. I'm not done, y'all. I'm not done. I got some free information that I want to tell y'all about. If you need a computer, if you need a laptop, just want to play if you need anything you know there's a couple of websites you can go to to um national christina foundation is another non-profit that works to give laptops to people in need donate you know you can donate as well if you got three computers or something like that as also you can go to the on it foundation.org 
if you receive free reduced lunch or qualify for it, go there and get, you know, write to them or sign up for it. Just check it out. It's a website, you guys. The onitfoundation.org. I'm going to put it in. I'm going to um, put it on here as well. And there's another one, support at everyone.org. Some of them want you to have um, different information to give out. But hey, it's a free computer, laptop, and stuff like that. You know, they offering. I'm just helping. I'm just giving out the information that I've seen. Um, also, Jump On It is a pro Jump Jump On It program is another place where you can go get laptops as low as a hundred dollars. Okay. You know, go check it out. Some might be refurbished, you know, but hey, $100 is better than three, four, five, six hundred dollars right? Check it out. There's another organization, uh, slash ask for help.htm. I'm gonna try to put it all in here as well, share it with you guys, do all that. I can do that now. Um, go there, like I said, free. Free computers, laptops, they got like requirements that you probably need, like free lunches and stuff like that. You know, EBT or, or you know what I'm saying, just write a story to them explaining why would you need a laptop or a computer. Um, and also, if you want to donate, you can donate technology.org. Like I said, go to National Christina Foundation. It's a nonprofit group that works with get laptops to people in need. So, and another way, go get, you know what I'm saying? If you um, are in college and you're taking online classes, they will give you free, I, think, I believe they said they will give you a free laptop as well. Again, the websites are theonitfoundation.org slash F-A-Q-S. Check them out. They give out free laptops and computers, you guys. And also, like I said, go support Comedy to Washington, paroleillinois.org, go sign up for Titian. Um, you have the tribe.com and uh, they're gonna have a bus on 2700 in California. We're gonna put in some information about that as well. You guys support your people, let's fight. Uh, it's getting people parole, you know, help out black people getting better. You know what I'm saying? Let's do this thing, you guys. This love queen, let's chat, y'all. Represent, show your love. I'm gonna play us out. That's all I have. Thank you.